You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. The Trek Files, Season 11, Episode 5, Star Trek Premises by Joan Buchanan and James Schmurr, March 1973, Part 1. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Welcome back, Trekophiles, spelled with an F. I'm talking to everybody, you history folks. You know what? Even you tech heads and canonistas, and I always say that lovingly in the loving way, you're going to have something to enjoy about today's show. Um, Wow, I just want to dive in. Look, this is the 50th anniversary of the animated series, and we thought this season, welcome back again to this still young season 11. Uh, We're diving into the animated series era and honoring that and everything that we've that has evolved since then. So look, as usual, and if you're new to the show, here's what you do. Check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Trek Files. We've got some interesting things there. I'm gonna be right back with a guest this week to talk about it, but first, here's an audio sample, and then we'll be right back. Against an exciting background of an intergalactic Olympics in which some members of the Enterprise crew are competing, a giant robbery of the planetary bank is being planned. Our people must thwart the robbery without disrupting the games or harming anyone. In brief, they must stop the robbery without creating a tragic Munich incident. All right. All right, Trekophiles, with an F. Yes, we're in the land of the animated series, but not just any TASville, no. We are going to be looking at some pitches for the animated series that were actually seriously considered. They got through the first hoop, but ultimately, as we can tell in hindsight, didn't make it to screen. And it's my honor here and joy to one of my friends, a fan podcaster you've heard for many years, but best of all, and getting him over the threshold of the Trek Files door, wrote, he's an author of the Star Trek official guide to the animated series, co-authored with Rick Sheppis. I'm so thrilled to talk about the animated series on Trek File with my buddy, Aaron Harvey. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us, man. You're welcome. I'm excited to be here. Well, look, um, just, you know, the animated, the, the song of the animated series over the years has been fun to watch as a kid. Having it go away, it was kind of hidden. Then mm-hmm. having it come back, people talk about the problematic parts of canon back when there were only 79 hours, you know, in a few movies. And then as the newer series coming along and kind of getting relegated to the side and the whole canon. To me, it's been always been canon because there were the problematic parts we tried to, to smooth out and retcon. It's been canon since for ages. And now it's problematic problems in every episode yeah, <laughs> or every yeah. series. Well, that's true. Every series has that. So. Just the whole, the whole, I'm, the book that you all did finally lends so much heft and weight. And the coolest thing as a background person myself is just getting into these nooks and crannies and the what ifs. And I know the way I was too, there was so much more you would have liked to have put in. Oh yeah, tons. Yeah. And we did know about some of these pitches before that we didn't get to include because it was just supposed to be a guide. That was sort of the, anything extra that right. we got in there was just sort of by chance and luck that we could, were able to <laughs> cram it all in there. And sneak or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah. So have so have you have you seen any of these pitches that we're looking at this week before and just couldn't talk? Did get to them or is there something new that's here? Because they're all fun and we've yeah. all got our hindsight filter to look at them all through as we do it. I feel like I did read one of these at least before, but there's a couple of them that are new um, and there's some interesting concepts that I had not heard of. But the whole idea of using the transporter to transmogrify the crew to look like the people on the planet. Like that's an interesting concept. Kind of what they do with the doctor in Voyager when he gets control of his own hollow emitter and he can change his appearance. Well, well, right. Well, that's what I thought. We're looking back at these. These are 50 years old, just like the yeah. debut of the series. So it's a combination of what's happened in Trek or not, and what's happened in TV and animation and the culture. So anyway, I thought they'd be fun yeah. to, to dive yeah. into. So we start. So for one thing, these first four, Dorothy took four. And again, these are people that had meetings or pitches, and they got through the first round, right? Dorothy's mm -hmm. writing a, a memo, and um, March 12th, 1973, and this Joan Buchanan, um, she's got four. Dorothy took four from her. And it looks like they've scribbled down here that she was going to come back and work out one of them even further. But yeah, this first like one is, uh, well, what, you take it here. The robot, the Romulan robots. Oh, yeah. Trojan horse <laughs> robots. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh, basically, it's the yeah, the Trojan horse. Uh, humans are greeted by as gods on this planet. And it turns out that it's actually just Romulans who have built robots to try and, I guess, create like a, a super weapon or something and destroy the Federation. Um, and so now they have to figure out how to, uh, you know, stop the weapon and, and without it going off, basically. Killing the locals or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, it's it funny because... Yeah. To read that is like, it's a huge paragraph of just sort of like, it sort of meanders a little bit. That's what you can tell that these are pitches because they don't all make sense. Or right. it's like, you know, something exciting here happens here. They'll do stuff like that or exciting yeah, you work climax. Out the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll work out the um, rest of it. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the humans are being weighted hand and foot by these robots things. And it turns out that, you know, they're actually just arming the planet for war. Well, it's, and it's interesting, all of these, it's interesting to think about, this is 1973. What was the state of the Star Trek universe? Mm -hmm. It was on its, you know, it was on its, I want to say last legs. It barely had first legs. So it's, the, the, everyone is consumed with bringing it back and people are looking for a movie. There's even pushback about even having an animated series. So, but Dorothy yeah. and Gene are, are hell bent on making this too good for Saturday morning. It's like, yeah. well, this is our media. It's not our, our quality bar. And at the same time, it's interesting to think, I think about the meme that eventually became picked up for, or developed for the Picard series, about the Romulans and AI. Mm -hmm. So this is Yeah, there's a little bit of echoes that. there. Yeah. I thought <laughs> well, about I mean, that. The, the, they're using also the... the uh, since yeah. Romulans are not supposedly, they're supposed to be like against AI or something, maybe, maybe right. they did this to themselves. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> we can't do that anymore. No more, no more robots. <laughs> this is, well, again, it's, it's the road not taken in a, you know, and this yeah. is... You know, oh yeah, that's that, before that. the whole if thing with the transmogrifying the person into you know another uh, species or whatever. If they had done this in TAS, like who knows that might have come up in TNG and like there it could have influenced the rest of how we treat away missions. Yeah, actually, I think if they ever bring back very short treks, they could use, or maybe not. Yeah, um, some of these. <laughs> I think what's hilarious is there's no break necessarily like titles between these. So if you don't watch what you're doing, they suddenly go into the next one, and you're like. This is a really confusing story. Oh, wait, that's a separate story. Oh, okay. this is a page of four, right. Yeah. 
Well, so I, you know, the Trojan horses, you know, things from classic literature have yeah. always been a part of Star Trek. And oh, I, yeah. I was sitting here trying to think if we'd ever. It's not had... a horrible idea. It's just a little bit I... kind of outdated at this point. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole thing about having a secret invasion, but you, you had a little bit of Trojan horsiness with the Romulans and unification there. I mean, mm-hmm. it was kind of obvious. You had, you know, if, if you want to think of the Trojan horse as being viral and, you know, loading up you Borg to infect the Borg, as a, but that yeah. wasn't, it wasn't quite as big as splashy. It wasn't like depending on you welcoming it in consciously only to be undone right. by the Trojan horse. So, I don't know, but I mean, on one hand, she's kind of standing on a, a common trope here, but Look, the mm-hmm. second one here, is, as long as you know these are separate pitches. Yes. <laughs> so the whole thing about the Olympics is funny because the first thing I thought of when I saw this was Joe Bonoski tried for ages to do a Q Olympics during Next Gen, and they just never could. And oh, Q was going to Q was going to double the cast, so there were two Picards and two Rikers and two Tro- and then they would compete against each other, and it was supposed to teach us something. I don't know. That kind of makes that's they did that a little bit of a fake version of that on uh, Lower Decks. Where it was mm-hmm. just like the flash, where it was sort of like this weird chess game with the basketball or uh, with a soccer ball, and they're like, I don't understand the rules of this game. <laughs> so like, that's hilarious. It's like I didn't really. I, maybe he knew about that. It's like I wonder if that that has its uh, origins in that story. I you know, and part of these are this is Saturday morning, and writers are coming into pitch, and and Dorothy and Gene are walking that line between having it be as adult as possible, but still knowing they have to they have to they have to simplify it for. A, what a 22 minute format yeah. much less for saturday morning well the olympics were really big in the 70s i noticed there's mm-hmm. like you know they had the laugh olympics there was the you know as, as john had mentioned the uh the buck rogers olympics episode there's mm-hmm. a lot of like you know sci-fi olympics so it's it's something that i could see of it happening it would yeah, be interesting I'm, I'm telling you that they, they the the idea came up during next gen they just couldn't yeah uh, they and but there's a reference here the Munich incident, of course, was when some Arab terrorists took and, and wound up killing part of the that Israeli Olympic team. 70? That was 72. So 72. that had just been the year before. So that was still oh, very wow. much fresh in everyone's yeah. mind here. So, yeah, they're trying to keep it a little, <laughs> a little light, not quite so tragic. <laughs> Let's not do the Munich incident for children to see. Yeah. So the bit about the furry aliens who have colors, mm-hmm. and so they have a caste racist system, but then... The Klingons or someone meddles and they all become the same color and hate it. And they blame the Federation. <laughs> they blame the Starfleet visitors. I somehow tie that into the pink tribbles and the, the glomer <laughs> that somehow whatever they did is related to that. <laughs> uh, that would have been a stretch. I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking someone is yeah. thinking animation and bright colors, period. And yeah. they're going to they're going to create aliens. Of- I thought what it would have been interesting is if they were red, blue and yellow. And when they came down the different crew were considered casts and like they wouldn't talk to Kirk because he was yellow and that was the lowest cast or something oh, like that. that. Be, yeah. That could have been oh, kind of interesting because I thought that's where they're going at first. I was like, Oh no, there's just, it's just the standard black half, white half. You know, basically. We certainly think of, you know, original series and animated series as colorful. Yeah. Uh, no, no darker, grittier in those days. Um, <laughs> But this thing about this thing about they they find a racist a caste based system a little bit you know what also came to mind um, uh, critical care on Voyager where everybody oh, was yeah. segregated into medical mm-hmm. care and it wasn't purely like the color of your skin or fur but it right. was like everybody had a different what the, could the you do for the society and, yeah right and 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 trying to be a reformer but this is a planet where they're already into that and. And something happens to make everybody equal, and the the yeah. one time halves are pissed that they're on the same level now as that, and they blame the 
you know, it's kind of like a reverse. I don't know. It was like the prime. It's director interesting. It's sort of like the whole good. idea that, you know, if you are uh, pri- privileged and suddenly you are just made right. equal, it doesn't seem like privilege. It seems like you're being subjugated or something. So it, it could have a little bit of a reflection in today's world, too. I was going to say, you got the old, you know, the Mary Worth do-gooding federation thing of there. Let's make it. Oh, we can, the prime directive is stopping us. But what we really want to do is make you all equal. You yeah. know, and we'll all think of, and it's like, no, we don't want to all be equal. And I don't know, you've got cloud minders there or something, but mm-hmm. they, people are hung up on the reasons why. And if it's something just as overt as the color of your fur, yeah, uh, then you're back with the Sharonians or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, but again, it's like, here's the basic concept. And then how for half hour animation in, on a filmation budget, are we going to yeah. carry it off? That seems like also a lot, a lot of just talking. There doesn't seem to be, I mean, they have to come up with something that was a little bit more active. I mean, I guess there was a lot of talking mm-hmm. in TAS, but this feels like there should be something related to that. Well, like, and then her last yeah, kidnapping, that, or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, the kidnapping is, what if you kidnapped an oh, yeah. entire planet for a ransom? That That's is literally kind of like a, every mid-70s co- uh, paperback cover, you know, where it's like it's a planet with a dome around it, and it's like New York's been thrown into space or whatever. It's like, I've, I've seen that idea which is interesting it's like what two paragraphs or two sentences so it's it's mm-hmm. super short and the note is basically it's like let's try to do something more imaginative <laughs> <laughs> well the one thing is uh, it looks like the one they were most excited about was the olympics yeah of all these four of joan uh and i looked apparently joan uh, buchanan there was a politician who would have been 21 at this time, so I don't think it's her. No, I looked that up too. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, the the writer Joan Buchanan wrote kind of a sex exploitation movie, Hots, and then was an assistant oh. on. Uh, there was an IMDb credit, but apparently oh. not a lot of premise. And this number, the phone number with the extension number, is actually at the day of all things. Apparently, she worked in Universal Studios at least in the distribution area because it came oh, back with okay. some movie ads. So she had a studio job and was trying to, you hmm. know, stretch her yeah. muscles and apparently didn't Kinda like take Dorothy off. early on. Yeah, yeah. And somehow crossed paths enough to get over there. So now That's... we've got another couple here, mm-hmm. things that didn't get bought. James Schmerer, um, a little bit more Which I have out. never Just said to... out loud. I've always read in my, my brain. I've read it as Shermer, which it's not. <laughs> so it's like... Now, how did, what did you see his name? Yeah, because he wrote the, um, the Survivor. From TAS. Uh-huh. I just wanted you to say that. Yes. Yes. Which was, remind us real quick, since, since you're here, that and I was, got you. It's uh, <laughs> something, if you've recently watched Lower Decks, you'll know. It's the Vendorians. It's the episode mm-hmm. where a shapeshifter, kind of a, a cephalopod with, uh, you know, can float around, um, can touch somebody and become them or any object, basically. Uh, and it, the story was about the Romulans using him as sort of a, uh, this guy is a mole. And the, the person was a federation uh oh. philanthropist carter which, winston a, carter winston yes. in a world without money there was a philanthropist not to be, not to be confused with ted baxter <laughs> it sound very uh, much similar, <laughs> similar uh, <laughs> so you know they he crashed on their planet they tried to save him it did not work uh but the romulans are like oh hey we can use this uh, to get onto the enterprise and so they do and he his uh fiance or ex-fiance at that point is is there you know, there's a lot of uh, back and forth, and right. in the end, he actually ends up helping the Enterprise because he's become more like Winston than himself, essentially. Because the longer the Vendorian stays in a different form, the more they become like that form. 
Right. Which is not at all where the Vendorians have gone on Lord X, but it's still entertaining. No. But it, and it's a, Although it's a, maybe it does. We don't know. Right. We've we, we barely still... seen it. I'd yeah. love to see some more Vendorians. I know. I, I jokingly X. told Mike, it's like you've like doubled the amount of lore for, for, for the Vendorians or tripled maybe. Kind of like the Orions too. Yeah. Um, so we've got a sheet here that actually, see, she's got a notation here, out in work. Mm-hmm. She basically said, I've got him working on it. So his other... That this story basically became the survivor. You can see all the right. different parts of it in there. Right, right, right. So his other pitch that wasn't taken. Uh, it's interesting though to see how these premises that that and this is Dorothy's notes. This isn't the writer's, you know, what he gave or, or mm-hmm. this is Dorothy's note taking to Gene here. So his well, other what's premise the GR? is that Gene's notes or is that to Gene? Yeah, I think that's Gene's copy because that's why we oh, have okay. it in our files. So look, Got that's it. his writing at the top there. Yeah. Revise. Rah, rah, rah. So the second one, not so much. I just wanted to hear people say the USS Indefatigable. Oh, God. (laughs) I said that. I'm like, please don't make me say that word. (laughs) Indefatigable. Uh, Yeah, that was interesting. So it's Kirk's superior, like his admiral can command. Yeah, that's what I wondered. Like, is it is it uh, what's his name from um, Axanar? Uh, What was it at the time? What is his name? can't remember. Oh, what, Garth Visar. Garth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it was, he was still around at that point. He was retired. Or, oh, no, but he's retired. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I, got, I reversed the timeline. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I went back to Strange New Worlds and I'm thinking, like, wait, this isn't how that works. Wait um, a minute, wait a minute. This guy's created the Trinar Shield. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, the entire solar system. Um, so, yeah, no, they, uh, they find a... Yeah, Kirk's... Kirk's uh, he tries to warn them away and uh, because they have the indestructible defense system surrounding the solar system. But it turns out these people basically are stuck inside. They want to get out, but they've created this long ago weapon system, which kind of reminds me of uh, TNG season one with the floating probes and mm-hmm. what's that? Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of that episode. But... The Echo Papa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they basically have to figure out a way to get them out. <laughs> and Kirk and, and Spock as well. Yeah, I I don't know. So so we've got these pages, and there's actually a few more in the files too. Maybe we can talk about them. But I does it surprise? And again, these are these these got through the first hoop, which makes you wonder what they look like. You know the yeah. Uh, well, it's an interesting premise. The idea that they build this defense system so in, uh, impressive that it actually keeps them in. You know, it's like it's so so quote unquote smart. It's sort of like a Skynet in some ways. Um, uh, yeah, outsmarted themselves. They built the t- yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a doomsday machine that's on a lot slower fuse. Yeah. It's cool to see not only that these are ideas that were floating around from different writers, and apparently Joan was one who was just starting off trying to launch a career. James Schmer, Schmer who had a lo- has a long IMDb listing. I'm just looking here. He, was, he, wrote, on, he wrote episodes for Medical Center, Mannix, Mod Squad, uh, Streets of San Francisco, The Rookies, uh, you know, Matt Helm, The Secrets of Isis, Starskin. So he, of the era, he's, he's a professional. And it's just interesting that this was also the time of the writer's strike. And uh, poor Joan was competing against people who, were, who had a little bit more experience than her. So uh, does it so does surprise you that this is, um, they seem like in tune with the, what we wound up with as we kind of do a last look at these? Yeah, I, I think what's interesting is these feel more like a gold key comics to me than they do TAS mm-hmm. in some ways. I kind of feel like they, the authors have started at that point, and I feel like if they 
these had evolved, they'd feel more like TAS because they'd have the input from Gene and Dorothy about what they were looking for. It would become more Star Trek. These feel slightly generic science fiction premise. Yeah. Well, again, it's 73 and they're still, you know, Gene would complain about writers and sci-fi and and trying to get sci-fi novelists to write scripts and and even conceive of such. But... um, but I know, I know. I thought they're, but they're a lot of fun. And as yeah. you're going through them, you actually find a nugget that 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 did get mm-hmm. picked up and bought and gave us Vendorian. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Listen, um, this is a lot of fun, Aaron. Yeah. I can't believe it took so long to get you on the show. But thank you again for. I don't want to <laughs> say to wait legitim- till the fiftieth. <laughs> legitimizing, yeah, yeah, yes, we'll chalk it up to the fiftieth. I don't want to say legitimizing TAS with the book uh, because it was in my mind and for a lot of folks it was there already. Yeah. But it certainly makes it easier. To talk about I think and between quantify. the book and lower decks, it, it really those two things I think have actually helped quite a bit. Yes, it's it's yeah. exciting to actually hear people talk about it and know what they're talking about and realize that oh wow, this isn't that that thing that nobody knows about anymore. It, you know, people know what Vendorians are without having to explain it to them. We'll do this again sometime. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. Sounds good. In fact, I've got some brewing. I think I think I can put my hands on them fairly quickly if you're up for it. Sure, sounds okay. good. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again, man. Thank you. Hey, everybody. The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment and executive producer Rod Roddenberry. Uh, All of our documents, though, and your chance to comment are available at facebook.com, The Trek Files. Now, for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47. Uh, Yeah. That's me at LarryNimichek.com. That's where we have all of our swag, t-shirts, and other merchandise at our tea public shop too. Trek well, everybody. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.